0: and welcome to That International Life, stories from around the world, but mostly from Poland. Today we have a special guest, Anna. I'm not going to tell you where she's from because, well, it's going to be a little game, even though you can't tell me what you're guessing. but So you have to kind of guess in the next couple minutes when she talks where you think she's from. So Anna, currently you live in Poland, mm-hmm. but not for much longer, right?
1: No, I'm actually going home in Less than ten days, uh, so that's horrid.
0: Yeah. Oh man. See now, I, I was going to ask you where's home, but we can't yet. Nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's so not talk about. But that. you, what are you studying right now in Poland?
1: Well, right now I'm, I think officially <laughs> studying languages. <laughs> you don't know what? No, I'm not sure. I'm writing my my thesis, my master thesis. Okay. What are you writing that on? I'm writing it on the very. Exciting topic of intercomprehension in listening comprehension. Wow. Which pretty much means that um, if you speak one language, like Russian in my case, and you want to learn another related language, Polish in my case, how can you do that and understand people around you if you don't want to spend 10 bazillion years actually studying Polish?
0: Oh, well, that's actually really interesting. So what have you discovered, actually? Do you, are you, did you solve the problem and now I can learn Russian and now because I'm learning Polish?
1: Well, <laughs> kind of. What I have discovered so far is that because you already speak Polish fluently, I, I assume. I, I, yeah. Well, yeah, you do. someday. Okay. You Hypothetically will someday. speaking, someday. You will at least understand a lot of bits and pieces of Russian, um, mostly in reading unfortunately because Mm -hmm. just the pronunciation is so different
0: i would understand russian text
1: you would be able to get a lot of it just because there's like a group of vocab called pan slavic vocab and that you can build upon and then there are loads of international words loads of english words Mm -hmm. so that would help you Hmm. and then there are some rules that i hope will make it a lot easier to, to see how a word developed from, like, I don't know, what's it called? Like, Proto-Slavic yeah. to Polish and Russian. Oh, wow. So, that could help, maybe.
0: Wow. So, I guess I need to read your dissertation.
1: It will be not in English, <laughs> actually. But see, this is getting hard, not telling where I'm from.
0: I know. Well, okay. So, I guess you guys have had um, about two minutes. So, um, where are you from?
1: Well... Difficult question. I'm originally from Germany. Um, I live in Austria. And if someone asks me where I'm from, I'm just going to say that I'm Austrian. So yeah,
0: That's what I hear. And I was actually really curious about that because you, you've said it when we've been in a group and I haven't been able to say. So why do you not want to say Germany?
1: Well, it's not that I don't want to say Germany. It's just I really haven't lived there in quite a while. And um, for like all those who actually know Germany, there's a huge difference between the North and the South of Germany. And I'm from the South. So like when you hear, oh, she's German, you think like, oh, she's probably from Hamburg because she has blonde hair. Um, And she's probably very, you know, on time and very (laughs) stiff and all the rest of it. But I'm, I'm on time, but that's about the only like German cliche that I actually meet. So, if someone at home asked me where I'm from, I would say that I'm Bavarian, that I ah. was, you know, born and, and raised in the south of Germany. But here, it's just easier to say I'm I'm Austrian because then everyone knows that it's a different matter. Also, I love Innsbruck. I feel very strongly about the city that I live in, mm-hmm. and even though I don't think I'll ever be an Austrian citizen,
0: yeah, I really like it. Uh, yeah. You wouldn't? Uh, can you not be like an Austrian citizen? You can't. Sw-
1: I think I could technically apply to become Austrian. It takes like five years or something like that of living in the country. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to pass a language test, which I don't think I would have to apply for. It, but who knows? Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's not. Paperwork there... isn't that big of yeah. a deal for you.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah. Not too keen on it. Yeah. That's a lot of, a lot of um, more paperwork. Mm-hmm. And since there's, you know, open borders right now, you're good.
1: Well, there are actually border controls between Austria and Germany really? right now. Oh,
0: oh, yeah. Oh, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. No, of course. But I mean, they're going to let you through. Sure.
1: They they usually do. <laughs> if I smile at them nicely. <laughs> if you're like, please,
0: what do you want? Okay, cool. So you um, studied Russian in Austria. Mm-hmm, I did. But Why? <laughs> Oh, uh, why? Uh, 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 um, actually, I don't know. Probably
1: uh, a lot easier than... Uh, the um, the answer is probably a lot easier than you might think. I just... I studied translation science. Mm-hmm. And to study translation science, you have to have two foreign languages. But since I was one of those nerd kids at school who decided, you know, why take French if you can take ancient Greek? Um, I actually uh-huh. took Latin and ancient Greek at high school. Um And English. I had English at school. So I had English and all those dad languages and I didn't know what else to do. So I just decided I would just study the language that I could do from scratch, which in that case was Russian.
0: Uh Was it because it was offered or because you just thought, oh, Russian, that looks nice?
1: No, that's the only language that is actually on offer Ah. at the Institute. So that's what happened. And I was Interested in in Russian history and culture even before that. Mm-hmm. My thesis in high
0: school was on
1: Russian music. Oh, so oh
0: man, so you already kind of had your yeah. Uh, it was already set before you, your plan. Kind of. Yeah, a little bit. So, um, was it difficult? I mean, it sounds like you already had a lot of language experience. Was it difficult to learn Russian?
1: Heck yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I honestly, I still don't speak it. I really don't i can understand um i would be able to interpret if putin randomly decided to come to innsbruck to go skiing or something but oh
0: and he needed you he could call oh, yeah. you yeah
1: he probably should take you know like a native speaker of russian <laughs> with him when he has to go to the hospital or something
0: okay but so if it's just skiing he's a he could have you yeah but if it was the hospital he should maybe ask somebody else yeah oh okay Definitely. that's good Okay, well, we'll let him know. Good. <laughs> Please do. I'll text him your number. <laughs> I don't have Thank his, but so I'll, well. I'll, I'll work on that. It's I'm good sure to can, have friends in high places. Yeah, hey? I'm sure I can email him or something. <laughs> he seems pretty, you know, approachable. So. Down to earth. Yeah, really. Yeah. yeah. So um, when you, you, I remember you telling a story about having to translate for a test or something where somebody gives a speech and you have to mm-hmm. translate. So did you have to speak for that translation or was it like written?
1: No, I um, have to speak for so, my profession.
0: So you do speak Russian then? No. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I tried. I did like Russian into German mm-hmm. a lot and sometimes Russian into English because that's still easier than...
0: Russian or English yeah. to Russian? Yeah. Or um,
1: I did try like a course into Russian at one point. I gave up after. the... 90 minutes, oh, Ninety minutes. It just didn't. It just didn't happen. I was just listening to. I think it was a speech by Angela Merkel, and she was talking about you know like um, how great it is that Germany um, had this moment of celebrating together on the third of October, and I was just sitting there like, great. Great is probably the only word I know <laughs> in this.
0: <laughs> so that was pretty bad. You just keep saying the word great. Yeah, great, 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 great. (laughs) It was a great speech. (laughs) Oh,
1: it was an awesome speech.
0: (laughs) I think they got the point. (laughs) Oh, definitely. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Um, So when, I guess, so how do you plan on using your, um, are you going to teach or are you going to become a translator or what do you plan to do? Hmm.
1: I don't know. There are a couple of different options. All of them sound pretty cool. I would love to stay at university, actually, at least for the time being. Mm -hmm. Um, Study a bit more, do a bit more research, (laughs) hopefully get my PhD at one point. Um, I like interpreting, so if there are opportunities to do that, I would love to do that. And I love teaching, so Mm -hmm. I guess I keep doing that, too. Yeah, and you teach now, then? Um, yeah, I'll go back to teaching in another two weeks time. Oh, wow. And I'm really excited about that.
0: And what will you teach?
1: German as a foreign language to asylum seekers.
0: Yeah. And you did that before, you said, right? Mm -hmm. Uh Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how did you get involved with that i guess how did you find out about that
1: Mm, i have a friend um, who studies with me at university Mm -hmm. and she told me that she just started teaching but that she hated it or maybe hate is a strong word (laughs) but she's not she's a lot smarter than me so she (laughs) loves teaching like you know high end german Mm -hmm. like c2 and beyond all that kind of thing and i was like um I don't know. I think I would enjoy it, but I would love to teach, you know, just the basics. And she was like, well, we are actually hiring, so oh, nice. you should come work for us. And I started working with them, mm. and I really enjoy it.
0: That's awesome. Um, well, that's interesting. Cause, so how long did you teach there before you came to Poland? Mm,
1: about a year.
0: Okay. Because um, currently there are a lot of um, opinions and thoughts about... Um, Asylum seekers, right? Mm -hmm. So how did that... Is that just... What do you feel like the general uh, feeling is in Austria about the asylum seekers?
1: Hmm. It very much depends on who you ask. Mm -hmm. I think by now all of us have realized that it takes loads of work to integrate those people into society. Mm -hmm. um, That... A lot of people who have arrived in Austria are very, very traumatized and they need a lot of people just to take care of them. Um, Mm -hmm. But what I found, especially those who actually work with um, asylum seekers, it's about the individuals. Like once you move beyond seeing masses of people, Mm -hmm. once you see like the individual story, Mm -hmm. that's when it becomes a lot r- more real for you i guess yeah. in a way and that's also when you find that we do need to do something about it that yeah we can't just turn a blind eye to
0: it yeah as there are there some stories that you've heard that like is there one that really impressed you from people you worked with that you think
1: like um people i worked with or asylum yeah. seekers asylum seekers kind of okay. something that
0: you were like kind of changed your view or
1: Well, just generally, I remember the first time that I realized that these people that I'd been teaching were actually from regions with just unimaginable suffering was when we were just chatting about, I guess, feelings. That was the general topic of the lesson. And there was this guy who was maybe in his 40s Um, an engineer, um, very smart guy, very eager to learn German. And he kept telling me like, that he couldn't sleep at night. And that's the only thing he could actually utter in German. And I was like, okay, um, but why? And he was like, well, I can't sleep. And then he kind of stopped because he just couldn't express it in German. And it took us a while to figure out. But in the end he told me, and that was the sentence that he came up with, like, um, I can't sleep at night because I'm so worried about my family who is still in Syria. Mm-hmm. And that I remember that was the first thing that really stuck with me. And mm-hmm. I actually went home from that and probably started crying even just because that was really moving. Um, but also just seeing how people do want to to lead a new life and want to start from scratch, even though they know that there's so much at risk.
0: Yeah it just seems so overwhelming. I mean, if you, like you said, once you see the individual and you think of putting yourself in that position, like I can't even imagine being in a new country, knowing mm-hmm. my family, like you said, is in this war torn area. You don't know what's happening and you're trying to start from ground zero kind of, you know, you're like, I don't know this language. I've got to learn it. I've got to become become a baby. Like he was an engineer, a smart mm-hmm. guy. Uh, yeah. So, um, you see a lot of like growth in them, like as far as language and German for the most part, like a lot of them are pretty eager to to learn.
1: Yeah, um, all of them are eager to learn the language. Um, We have a lot of people who drop out of class in between either because they have to return home or they just receive really bad news from home or um, just because of trauma that they need to deal with Mm -hmm. before they can actually start learning the language. But everyone who is there um, comes really well prepared mm-hmm. you know how when you're in like a classroom setting usually your students don't do their homeworks just yeah. because they can't be bothered that would never happen in in this kind of setting, um, which is really encouraging
0: yeah so yeah that's yeah that's a whole different teaching experience because they have such mm-hmm. a motivation to learn um I, I it's interesting because you're talking about feelings and I remember watching a video about teaching. Uh, English to people who have dealt with trauma and trying to learn a language and the the kind of topics you have to avoid or the things, you know, when they start to talk about family, you know, normal, normally mm-hmm. a textbook language, you know, it'd be like, no, we're going to go on the unit of family and this and, you yeah. know, and, and then to them, it could bring up. Like you said, so many issues so where, where they're overwhelmed. Is there a special textbook you use, or is it? Were you kind of trained in that, like how to?
1: Mm, no, I think it's a lot of learning by doing. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, <laughs> when someone bursts into tears, you're all, okay. Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was not the best decision. <laughs> well, we have um, standardized um, te- tests for German, oh, okay. and and in these tests there is also um, a spoken part, and they have to chat about five different things that i can choose like you know music movies but also family and stuff like that and we've had people burst into tears in the middle of their exam so it's just a matter of of being aware of these things getting mm-hmm. to know your students in such a way that you know okay this is this is something that i'm not going to touch upon mm-hmm. it's in the textbook but i'm just going to ignore it mm-hmm. um it's a matter of telling those people who are actually like um the examiners and who are gonna grade the entire spoken exam, just telling them like, hey, this this girl she's actually had to leave all her kids behind. So please oh. don't ask her about her children.
0: <sighs> yeah, that's it's a whole different um, way of having to teach and prepare. Mm-hmm. So did you teach um, before this, like to non asylum seekers?
1: Um yeah, very briefly. Um I actually worked in Vienna for six weeks, mm-hmm. um teaching at I guess like a language boarding school there with kids from all around the globe. Mm-hmm. And that was a fun experience. Very different.
0: Yeah. And I was going to say, yeah, what did you feel like the bigger differences? Obviously they probably didn't do their homework.
1: Um, Yeah. They didn't <laughs> do their homework. It was also in the middle of the summer and in Vienna, like probably in every big city, it just gets super hard. Uh. So that it was about, i don't know 40 50 degrees celsius oh, i don't know what that is in fahrenheit It's really hot it is very hot. Like
0: 115 or more yeah
1: yeah see i don't have the that's first okay. idea so i actually had like one of those water guns oh. in my desk and whenever someone fell asleep i would just like shoot water on them <laughs> that worked generally pretty well yeah it probably would have been frowned upon by my boss but she didn't know so yeah. you know and it kept him awake yeah and cool and on their toes yeah
0: they're all no no yeah so um well that's pretty that sounds like a lot of fun and tiring <laughs>
1: it was yeah i pretty much didn't sleep for six weeks
0: oh so. and did you eat a lot of ice cream
1: um i might have i drank a lot of mate tea that i oh, remember yeah
0: i think that i, I know that i don't while you were here you came in the fall right mm-hmm. i think the poland polish people were still eating ice cream then but it's like even sometimes in the winter but i mean i've never seen so much ice cream consumed by a country <laughs> and by adults <laughs> and and that's what everyone will comment like my sister she's like what the heck everyone eats ice cream like you see grown men with ice cream cones walking yeah. across the street <laughs> all summer but is that in austria as well or
1: um we have like italian gelato okay that's what we have and what we love Mm -hmm. because we're pretty close to the italian border Mm -hmm. but like polish lottery that was a whole new world for me (laughs) like champagne ice cream oh yeah that's very interesting
0: (laughs) yeah they had i think whiskey ice cream too at one place or something (laughs) so but yeah they they do love their ice cream yep they (laughs) do so yeah are you gonna come back and visit in the summer and then
1: I might. I'm actually thinking about maybe doing like a road trip through Poland. Ah. that's. I'm not sure whether I actually have that many holiday days yeah. available to <laughs> me,
0: but I would love to do that. Go through Poland too somewhere like Russia or? <laughs>
1: no, just I guess Poland is big enough. I yeah. would love to see everything from the very south, like Zagopane yeah. area all the way up to Gdansk if I could. Yeah, that'd be cool. And I didn't have time to do that now. So Yeah. Also, it's
0: winter and it's cold. So. <laughs> it does put a damper on, on yep. plans for sure. Well, um, also, I guess going back to the language stuff, do you have, obviously, learning languages can be pretty um, funny mm-hmm. and a lot of great experiences of you know, mistakes. and oh, great, yeah. yeah. So I was going to ask you, since it's always great to hear someone else's stories, do you have any great stories of... Mistakes or funny, uh, embarrassing moments?
1: Well, actually, just with me learning Polish, last Saturday we went to the movies and I'd made a reservation for the tickets online. And I was very proud of that because it was all in Polish, but I managed. So we get there and I realized once we walk through the door, like, oh no, now I'm actually going to have to ask in Polish for the tickets that I reserved online so i'm like standing there like okay we have that's mame, okay okay i can do that and then reservation reservation okay but then i kind of got stuck and i was like oh no which preposition do i need and i'm a linguist so i'm standing there like oh no i need to find the right preposition i can't get the reservation without the prepositions so i'm standing there and i'm like Na, dog, going through all those different polish prepositions and i'm like i don't know i don't know so i'm actually just walking up to the desk and i'm like we have a reservation for of edge <gasps> tickets and the guy just looks at me like are you crazy woman? As <laughs> so, so I'm like trying to explain to him and I think that's when he realized that I'm actually not Polish. So I tell him what uh, I want and he actually helps me with it and but then I also have to tell him uh, that I don't need three tickets but only two tickets. So I'm starting to say like potship and that's a, that's a difficult word for me you yeah. know so i'm like struggling to to pronounce the words and i get stuck and i go back to the beginning and by that point he's just laughing at me he's not even smiling he's just full-on like laughing in my face about it so that's me trying to use my polish in everyday life i oh, guess
0: man so did he ever switch to english no oh that's he didn't. good that's yeah nice. he
1: was he was very I guess he was very patient with me, really.
0: Yeah. He did nice.
1: explain a few bits and I
0: pieces. Know. I like how you used every, every single um, preposition you can think. You well, know. <laughs> But then it's funny because it would change, um, it would depend on what follows, right? What case. Mm-hmm. So did you change, like, "mieeste, like, all those different times?
1: I, I did. I actually, I wanted <laughs> to say, like, a reservation for the film. Uh-huh. So I oh, oh, said, okay. like, na, film. And I, I think I don't know what he thought of me probably just like all. what is this lunatic lady what she doing here
0: all, nah, I'll just keep going yeah it's pretty funny when you see there like I understand that feeling completely when you walk up to some like you're going, I'm going along I'm fine I'm in my mm-hmm. own world and you're feeling pretty confident and then you're like in a line right mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you're all oh no wait I forgot I, yeah. don't, I, I gotta yeah. talk to them I, I could do this in my language, but now then the line's getting closer. And like you said, you're searching Mm -hmm. for prepositions. You're how would I say this? You know? Yeah. I, I don't know. That's a, it's, it's weird how that feeling doesn't always go away. And that's why, um, currently, um, I have like, uh, a barricaded closet door because it has a horrible draft. And so I put a blanket on it and covered it with pillows instead of going to the, uh, store to buy the actual filling. Cause I'm like, I'm going to have to talk to them about this, I think. Yep. And then I'm not ready for that. <laughs> I don't
1: think I can do it. I need yeah, to all... do my research. first. Yeah. That's and then me. you're like,
0: yeah, I'm like, I, I want to do this right. So I'll stay home today. I don't have time <laughs> yep. for this. But a lot of times, like you said, it's like you can get there and, and if people are patient, mm-hmm. you realize it's a silly, it's not that bad. You're like, okay. Yeah. Cause I, I was at the, th- the store once the, and I just kept, I finally had found this guy and tried to ask, but in English you can use "thing" for everything, mm-hmm. right? Or "stuff." And so, and that's like the same thing in Polish, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, "This thing is broken. I need this thing." <laughs> and the guy's just like looking okay, at But I need this thing, not this thing. And he was just looking at me because in Polish they don't use "thing" that much. But I'm all, so where could I find this thing? <laughs> and like finally, he he did help me, and he was like, "Oh, we don't have that thing." <laughs> I was all, oh, thank you. I'm glad that we did this. This is great. <laughs> that helped me a lot. <laughs> yes. Although now I'll go w- learn the actual words, not thing. So, but anyway, yeah. So um, what about Russian? Did you have any great um, learning or has, has Polish been more difficult than Russian was or is it hard to compare because one was mm-hmm. before and they're somewhat similar?
1: I think, actually, I never realized, people have been telling me for years that to learn a language, you actually have to go abroad to the country where it's spoken. And I always thought, like, yeah, 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 sure. And I learned my English in England, so I was like, sure, sure. But I never wanted to go to Russia. And I hardly spoke any Polish before I got here. I had a course once, but that was, yeah, (laughs) not (laughs) not great. Let's put it like that. So i got here and within a few weeks i had to speak at least the basic like can i please have this big cup of coffee yeah kind of language yeah um so actually i think that made polish a bit easier mm-hmm. polish is crazy just with grammar like you know you learn one rule and you have about 50 exceptions <laughs> Within the first yeah. two minutes of you learning this particular rule, mm-hmm. so that is pretty crazy. But yeah. I don't. Yeah, and my Russian is pretty much gone now. I think really when I when I speak um, Russian to some of the Ukrainians here, I usually start in my really really bad Russian, <laughs> switch into Polish, go back into Russian, stop for about thirty seconds to contemplate what I've just been saying. <gasps> feel like I should possibly switch into English so that people understand me and just go on in this mixture of <laughs> Russian and Polish. So,
0: But then you communicate, right?
1: Yeah, mostly with my hands and my facial expressions. But <laughs> and still.
0: Pictionary, you're drawing all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm <laughs> really bad at drawing. That's oh. what my students keep telling me, like you know why well, you should go to an arts class, Anna.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what I'm concerned about. I recently was teaching and I was like, I'll just draw this timeline and a timeline, right? That's easy. You draw mm-hmm. a line and, and an X and this. And finally I was all, let's not use that. Yeah. And the guy's <laughs> just staring at it. And I'm like, I can't even draw a timeline. <laughs> this is horrible. So it's bad. Yeah.
1: My, my worst drawing, I think was this. I wanted to draw like a football slash soccer player so i had this like stick figure and it looked pretty bad because i tried to have it like kick in the ball (laughs) in the air and then the ball was probably twice the size of (laughs) of the head of the stickman and i was just like oh no oh no (laughs) and that was actually on tyrolean tv i think that was bad (laughs) i tried so hard it was on tv well, I actually did this promo thingy for German as a foreign language <laughs> with asylum seekers. It was just on regional TV, so it wasn't a big deal. But I decided to share it on Facebook because my mom is always so proud when we actually have something to show, you know. Yeah. So I put it on there and I was like, well, no one's going to watch it except for my mom turns out that people actually enjoy watching stuff like that so for the next two weeks people were constantly making fun of the way that i'm teaching or pointing out how bad this particular stick figure was which to be honest it was but yeah
0: oh did you put it on youtube or just on
1: it was no i think it was on this regional tv channel okay
0: no okay people like to make comments it's so easy online (laughs) it's fairly easy to be pick you're stupid you can't (laughs) you can't draw and then yeah they probably can't either so uh so you've never been to russia you said i've never been to russia no So do you think that if you went to Russia, your your Russian would come back and you would learn it really quickly? Maybe
1: I don't know. I probably would be able to understand the people at least. Yeah, that's true.
0: You can get around. Do you uh, now, do you want to go to Russia ever or is that still something you're not really interested Mm in?
1: I was talking to a few friends a couple of months ago about maybe going to St. Petersburg just to see it for like a week or so, Mm -hmm. but you actually have to apply for a visa.
0: So Sounds like a lot of work.
1: Yeah. You know, going back to the paperwork. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. There's been a few countries that somebody's like, we should go. And I'm like, or I see, it, and I'm like, that looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh no. I don't want to, I don't want to go through the paperwork. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Apparently you can go to Belarus in a few months time without actually having to apply for a visa. Oh. If you actually fly and you're only there for... An less hour. than <laughs> one hour. No, I think less than five days, or something okay. like that.
0: <laughs> They're all now get back on the plane. <laughs> yep, <laughs> fly in, have a have a coffee, and go in the airport. Um, you no, know, that sounds pretty great. So, do you have any great uh, uh, advice? Because obviously, you're a master linguist. Um, uh-huh. Do you have any advice? It all out. <laughs> for somebody who's like, oh, I really want to learn a language. I don't know where to start. Mm,
1: I guess, honestly. Just start. (laughs) I I think it's also good to just go see this country and find out why you actually want to deal with this language. I tried to learn Polish on Duolingo Mm -hmm. before I got here and it was pretty pointless. (laughs) I learned some random animals, you know, like (laughs) elephant and all the rest of it, like stuff you need, obviously, in your daily life. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, because you wanted to be a zookeeper, right? When you got yeah, that yeah, was, that's uh, when I was growing up. I yeah. wanted to be a zookeeper, and, and then,
1: then I thought maybe pick it up here again. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: because it's just easy to jump in. Yeah, they have a good zoo. You know, it's a good place to start.
1: As you do, as you do. You know, but no, actually, just coming here and realizing, okay, I need to communicate with these people, and sometimes even though I do have very vivid facial expressions, sometimes I still need to use words. <laughs> So that helped. And, and that's an advice that I'm not sticking to either, but that I'm still going to (laughs) give. Um, you need to speak, even though you might make tons of mistakes and people won't understand you, you just have to keep speaking. And I never do that because I'm too perfectionist about that. Yeah. That's hard.
0: Yeah. Especially when it goes up, like I've been going through a phase where I don't want to speak as much because it's Mm -hmm. like, I should be better and then I you know, studied in English for an intense month and then you kind of get behind and it's like, yeah. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. sound stupid. <laughs> and then you start losing vocabulary. So speak, people. Speaking That's, is important. Yes. Um, when you were saying about learning animals, before I came here, I had about a year and I ended up trying to study as much Polish as I could before mm-hmm. I came as well. I did like Rosetta Stone and then I had every app that I could, but the ones that worked the best because Rosetta Stone, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm just going to keep, you know, moving through. Um, but the kids app I had was great. Mm-hmm. And I learned like the vegetables and then, but it also had like, cause it's for kids it had like all the body parts mm-hmm. and then it had all these animals and I kept buying all the bonus packs for animals. <laughs> <laughs> and so when I got here and I'm in class, like they would be like, you have such uh, weird vocabulary because <laughs> I was like I knew all these animals like I could just name them off like oh yeah that's this animal and then you could think mm-hmm. of this animal and I knew like all the body parts and they're like but you can't even form a sentence like you yep. know what I mean or you can barely form a <laughs> sentence but you have all these and so one time um the teacher was working and or she was I can't remember where we t- somebody was trying to tell a story about getting sick like uh, mm-hmm. having the flu and so she was up at the board and she was writing and she said oh does anyone know the word for um throwing up right mm-hmm. and she's all rachel you you always know and I, and I was like yeah yeah i do because <laughs> i had all these medical words too <laughs> and i was like trying to remember and i'm like up uh, you know we're in class and she has her back to me and i was like uh, vimyona which mm-hmm. she just saw hmm and she doesn't say anything and she writes it on the board and she's all that's not the word <laughs> she's all she's Aww, all this is the word I she's should... all but i was but everyone's like well what's that word she's all it means cow teats. <laughs> like I had said some like I, it was an accident, but then everyone's like, how, why do you know that word? And I so was I just, it was just because it's like, uh, Vimyon is actually the, you know, something like that. And so I just said it close enough. So she was just like cow teats or throw up, you know, either way. You so, know. but I always remember the word Vimiona now, then I know it, <laughs> whether I've, I don't need it. <laughs> Usually you learn through mistakes. Uh Yeah. yeah. stick with you. Yeah. So I guess that's why you have to practice because you you make a lot of mistakes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, as we're kind of wrapping up, what has been your favorite part about being in Poland? Because you've been here for three, four months? Four months, I think.
1: Hmm. Um, I don't even know. I really, really liked being here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to miss it loads. Um, There were a lot of things that I didn't expect um, a lot of things that I did expect. (laughs) Um, I loved getting to know new people. I loved getting to see new, sometimes weird neighborhoods. (laughs) I loved, I really enjoyed um, just getting out of the city every once in a while. I loved seeing what the polish people call mountains (laughs) what i would never (laughs) call mountain but it was cool they're just like bumps in the road yeah Yeah. like hills you know if you want to be gracious about it (laughs) i guess um but it was cool just going for walks Mm -hmm. hikes whatever Mm -hmm. so i think that was probably one of my favorite parts Mm -hmm. and seeing there's this um like chairlift thingy that is from the 70s, 80s, or something that oh, wow. I really enjoyed because <laughs> I was like, I've never seen a wooden chairlift. Oh, wow, never! But that was cool. Yeah, where was that? That was in uh, the mm-hmm. mount- mountains. Oh, okay, so like yeah. three hours from here.
0: Really? Actually, when my sister and I were driving through Austria, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that the rental car place received a pretty interesting picture of us, and it was probably a ticket that they they got because we were just freaking out because there was castles everywhere right Mm -hmm. and it was so amazing and beautiful it's like just so cool and it was foggy and every time that would clear like all of a sudden there'd be a castle and my sister's driving and i keep telling her because we get to construction like you have to slow down Mm -hmm. and she would be like okay i'm slowing down well at one point there's this castle up on a hillside and we're both leaning up out of because we're in a little panda uh, car and we're like leaning out looking at this um castle with our mouths open just like oh my gosh we're screaming and then she had been speeding up apparently and so all of a sudden we feel see this flash (laughs) and we're just like oh great great we're gonna have a ticket because of all the castles because we can't control (laughs) ourselves like we would just lose it yeah we had i have videos of a lot of videos of my sister just like freaking out the entire drive it was very yeah a lot of energy so but you live near some castles is that right or no
1: yeah There's one in Innsbruck in the city center, and a couple of castles around in the mountains. I
0: guess they're just everywhere. They're like just randomly on hillsides. You're driving, and you're all, what? (laughs) (laughs) Who lives there? What is that doing?
1: I've ever, never, ever actually realized that. But you might be right.
0: Well, next time when you're driving, you know, you're going back, and so you'll see.
1: I can't afford another ticket, but you know. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh no! Drive slowly.
1: I I will. Yeah. (laughs) I will try at least. Well,
0: and I was surprised. We didn't, we never got a ticket or anything. So I was, maybe it was, they just wanted our Hmm. picture, you know, (laughs) it was just entertaining. So it just
1: depends on how much you actually go over, I guess.
0: Yeah, that's true. They're all too slow. Obviously they were excited about the castle. (laughs) We'll let them go. (laughs) Stupid foreigners. (laughs) (laughs) Always excited about old things. Well, and then we have... um, My brother's moving to Italy Mm -hmm. in Aviano, I think, which is above Mm -hmm. Venice and below the Alps, Mm -hmm. but it's like nine hours from here, and you have to go through Austria.
1: You have to go straight past my house, pretty much.
0: So then I probably will be hopefully seeing you. Yay! (laughs) That would be cool. Because I'm hoping... Well, he'll be there two or three years. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I'm going to be there often. Are you going to
1: take your car and drive your car down there?
0: It's uh, still up for debate. We'll, we'll maybe see. don't do it. <laughs> that's just my <laughs>
1: honest <laughs> advice to you. <laughs> maybe don't
0: do it. Well, my, my goal is um, I'm thinking around Easter to maybe go up to um, Edge's family's house mm-hmm. because it's technically with a car that's normal, about five hours. So I don't know what that'll be with mine, but Seven. I thought, yeah, I don't know. Plus uh, starting time. Yeah. <laughs> Plus pushing it, yeah. 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 Um, and I think we have to fill up a lot cause I realized like, I was like, maybe it doesn't get good gas mileage cause I have to get gas a lot, but it's mm-hmm. like, I think it probably holds like a small bucket of gas. And so you just have to fill up all the <laughs> it's time. It's a tiny car. Yeah. There's no room for yeah. gas in that car. And I was like, actually it gets really great gas mileage. I'm just literally putting nothing in it, <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, so I would I would be great to, to be able to drive it, but I think that I'm going to try a smaller trip and see how that goes, you know, and I think it'll be warmer in around that time. So if we are stranded, it's like, ah, it's not freezing by the side of the road. (laughs) Oh, but then the thought of having to get it back from five hours away when it's broken.
1: That is the problem.
0: But usually if a, if, okay, this is a statistic, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. Like if a guy sees a Maluch, this car that I have like parked on the side of the road and there's just girls there, they immediately, like recently my tire just went flat because there was a problem with the valve and this guy just came over, starts helping, then Mm -hmm. tells me where to go, takes me over, changes, you know what I mean? Changes the tire and does all this stuff and then says, Oh, I want to help fix your car up. I want to do that. He's a mechanic. I'm all, this is great. <laughs> I mean, so, or, but if you, if a guy sees one of these cars or, Oh, I, I can fix it. Hold on. <laughs> and they're pretty simple to fix. And I'm all, Oh, that's great. And yeah, if you don't mind helping, I don't know what to do. And they're all, Oh, this is great. <laughs> I love this car.
1: Win-win situation, I guess. Yeah. So
0: I'm hoping I'm going to, you know, I'm hoping that that'll help on on the ride. We'll see. <laughs> It'll be the, the jury's still out on that. But, um, yeah, well, I'm excited for you to go back and, you know, get to work again. Oh, I had a question about that, actually, the, mm-hmm. side, the teaching. Is that a government-funded? Um,
1: mm-hmm. It's funded by the regional government. Um, okay. I don't really know how it works. You would have to ask my best friend who just wrote her thesis on it. Oh, wow. <laughs> and just invented it today, just <laughs> to say that again.
0: <laughs> but the uh, the thesis is in German?
1: I think so. The abstract is in English. <laughs> oh, huh. And I could translate it. Oh, yeah, you, of course.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, but maybe I could just have her tell me. Yeah. Yeah. No, that sounds interesting for sure. Because I think I've been wanting to figure out because I've, you know, praying for a lot of the refugees and, mm-hmm. and people and then also trying to help physically on with money and different things. But it's hard because in Poland it's hard to find any refugees because I don't think they want to <laughs> be here, and I, the government isn't really uh, too excited about them being here either. Mm-hmm. So it's it's. I'm like I don't know if there are. I haven't seen any refugees here. Um, yeah,
1: there are a lot of people from more like Eastern European countries who yeah, yeah. come here.
0: Yeah. Well, um, is there some? What do you have any advice for anyone who wants to get involved with like asylum seekers in their area?
1: Mm, I think just actually asking whether there is a need is really important. Um, I know that a lot of times um, they might have, I don't know, enough winter coats, but they might just be missing loads of children's boots for winter Mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, Or just saying like, hey, how can I actually help you? Do you need tutoring for your kids who are in school? Or Mm -hmm. do you need I don't know, just someone to play soccer in the backyard with the kids or something like that. Yeah. Just actually just asking um, and knowing that these people are super grateful just getting to know others. Um, mm-hmm. They're in a new country. They don't know anyone. A lot of times they're just stuck in, in their houses without actually anyone who will tell them where to go or how stuff works. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, even getting a ticket at at the movies (laughs) is hard for those who are learning a foreign language, but Mm -hmm. particularly hard if it's an entirely new culture to you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's really true. So go out there and get involved today. Yeah. Yes. And Anna will go and get involved in two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's her time. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on today. And I hope you all learned a lot about languages and anna (laughs) um and yep so if you subscribe on itunes um be sure to rate it and also if you want to share it with a friend uh check out the show notes at that international life.com and if you have any comments you can write me at rachel at that international life.com um and until next time thanks so much
1: thank you